Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your hosts, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. Hi, Sim. Hey, Sonia. How are you? I am great. I've just kind of moved into my parents' place for a little bit because I've had a few problems with my home, mainly the fact that the ceiling has collapsed down onto the floor. And it's just great being back, you know, back with my family. I am sharing a bathroom with my brother. He has like a three-in-one Lynx body wash that I have just been using and the thing about men's body wash is that it smells so strong like you almost don't have to use deodorant I mean I do like just a three-in-one and there's a little sticker on it and it's like really effective for hand washing too really effective for face washing too like could be used as a shampoo it is like disgusting yeah that's wild it's also wild that you don't go out and grab more products for yourself like you don't have to <laughs> like you don't have to use the three-in-one you know but I don't want to spend like what is it seven dollars now for a bottle of body wash inflation is crazy I will use a three-in-one yeah it is super expensive just get a bar soap let me have this you know what I can't talk much because <laughs> like obviously from like the last last week's episode you guys have insight on my um out of control spending so my shower routine is also out of control I'm just exposed to so many different like products here what are you finding that's like new like what have you found to add to your routine um so I've been on TikTok a lot with my TikTok girlies um and they've been putting me on a few products um but Necessaire is like a body wash brand and it has like skincare and cleaning properties (laughs) (laughs) why what do you mean cleaning properties we don't get that in New Zealand no look I don't want to say it like that it's just the brand it's you know what I'm going to stop this conversation right now. What are we talking about today? We are talking about something even more exciting than how Sim and Sonia wash themselves, which is exchange rates. Now, a little bit of background. This episode has come from the news from a little while ago where the British pound had plummeted really, really intensely on the 26th of September 2022. And I wanted to deep dive into what this means in the future, but also just how exchange rates affect the market, because we might be seeing a little bit more of this. Also, Sonia, I feel so terrible because I made a joke on our Instagram. I was like, the British pound, much like the monarchy, have fallen. And this was around the time the Queen died. And someone was like, the monarchy have not fallen. And that's like very insensitive. And I was like, oh, that was a joke my bad it's a queen we're indian like what do you expect from us lady diana as soon as princess diana died the collective indian population just stopped caring i'm sorry but it just reminds me of the tiktok of like india ireland and like Like africa like the continent just dancing just dancing and it is the funniest thing ever again we digress yeah that's incredibly rude We, we apologize we don't did you watch the hassan minaj um Netflix special, the one that recently came out last week. No. He goes into how his mother has like two photos on her bedside table. One is of Hassan and his wife Bina's marriage, and the other is of Princess Diana. Sonia is laughing and crying right now. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard of. Okay, my mum's not that extreme. Doesn't he have a sibling? That's wild. Imagine it. Like, that's absolutely just if my mum had a picture of my brother and then Princess Diana and not even me on her bedside table, we would be having conversations. Are you joking? It was so funny. But anyway, so the British pound plummeted. But what 
are exchange rates, why do they matter, and what does it mean for you as an investor into the future? Before we get into the show, a huge thank you to HSBC for powering this week's episode. 80% of money media tell women to spend less and make them feel bad about money. Yet more than 67% of women want to learn about their finances and grow their wealth. We are so proud to be partnering with HSBC as they pave the way for financial well-being and diversity, which aligns with our mission of empowering women. An integral part of HSBC's mission is to empower and support each customer with the unique wealth needs whenever and wherever they are so whether you're at the very beginning of your wealth creation phase and taking your first steps in investing or you're starting to think about passing your wealth and values to the next generation HSBC can connect you to global opportunities at every stage of your wealth journey jump onto the link in the description to find out more all right back to the show so before we get into anything what are exchange rates let's start with the basic definitions People make exchange rates seem so like complicated and like, oh my God, the pound fell and the dollar did this and like, you know, X, Y, Z happened. Exchange rates are literally just the value of one currency for the purpose of conversion to another. Like literally me saying, I'm going to take one US dollar and turn it into like 1.7 New Zealand dollars. That's currency rates. That's exchange rates. And it's nothing more than that. What would you call it? Like if we're not calling it an exchange or currency rate, what do you want to call it? I just call it a transfer. Like you transfer the money. <laughs> but what if you didn't want to transfer? What if you just wanted to see a comparison, car- which a is comparison. the currency rate, a Thank comparison you. rate? Just compare. Just Any compare groundbreaking stuff. <laughs> well, why did the British pound plummet so aggressively? What people don't realize, and it's almost like a conspiracy theory or like propaganda, is that the British, the British pound have actually been dropping since 2016. It has been dropping since Brexit. And so it was already on a decline, but the British said that's not good enough. And they literally made it decline faster, not on purpose. But as you might know, Boris Johnson was not a very popular prime minister by the end of his term. And the new prime minister, Liz Truss, she is a conservative. Um, she's from the conservative party that they have. And she came out with a few new rules. And one of the things that she wanted to do was like, hey, let's address the concerns that the people have. And let's show that I am going to take, I'm a proactive leader. It's like that new employee that turns up and they're like, I want to prove myself. So I'm going to try and make like 12 changes that may not be good, but I want people to see that I'm getting stuff done. You know, there's memes of like trying to vacuum the grass. It's like that, so to speak. So what she comes up and does is she increases a few things and one of her rules is to increase government borrowing to pay for tax cuts. Now you might think, well, why would she want to have tax cuts? Tax cuts, in her view, would get more economic activity. If you tax people less, maybe they'll use that extra cash to go out and buy stuff and hopefully increase the amount of spending that goes on and just make everything better but unfortunately a lot of people including the bank said that this was going to lead to more inflation the bank literally stepped in and gave a statement because of how crazy they thought this idea was and the british pound tumbled to 1.4 to 1.04 dollars against the us dollar right now the british pound for one pound is 1.13 US dollars or if you take one US dollars and convert it it's now 
1.8 pounds. It is the lowest it has been in a very, very long time. And it is the fact that it's almost a dollar to a dollar, the British pound to the US dollar, that is insane. You know, since doing Girls That Invest, um, my worldview has really expanded. You know, sometimes you just like think about problems on such a minuscule level but everyone has beef with everyone like the fact that like this new prime minister I'm thinking about like leadership styles and then like the bank has to step in because this is like the worst idea ever like I'm thinking about the soci like the social impacts of lowering tax and the bank is like what are you doing bro um it's just all very wild to me like how we talk about things and in my head I'm like if the bank hasn't stepped in in a while in Boris Johnson's <laughs> term of like ideas, like how did she think this was such a flash idea? It feels like an intrusive thought. <laughs> like the intrusive thoughts you have, but you're like, what if we just gave tax cuts? <laughs> That's so crazy. Like what if we just printed more money? You know, like money isn't real. Like the stock market isn't real. <laughs> I think this is a great segue into talking about what actually influences exchange rates because it's not just Liz in her little chair. Every time I say Liz, I feel like I'm saying like Queen Elizabeth. Like Lizzie. You know, when people, <laughs> it kills me when people call her Lizzie. Like we don't know this woman. Like why are we calling her Lizzie? Um, anywho, I digress. Um, but yeah, there's a few different reasons why exchange rates can fluctuate and it's not just one sole reason. I'm not going to talk about all of them and also we're not going to talk about all of them in grave detail because we could be here for hours. But I'm going to talk about three. Three that seem really fun and fresh to me and I hope you find them fun and fresh too. Starting off with public debt. Now, public debt. Why is that so funny to me? <laughs> just, I don't know. You're literally that friend, like when someone's about to, um, like when your friend is about to present, give a speech and you can't look at that one friend laughing. It's exactly me recording because Sim just laughs every time I speak. People sometimes call this government debt and essentially all it is, is the total outstanding debt of a country, which is super groundbreaking. Now, countries have debt for... A large amount of reasons but they'll have like one of the most popular reasons why they have such large debt is to pay for the public sector projects and governmental funding as well and they do that to encourage the country's spending and to encourage you know the economies to do well and continue their cycle and all that great stuff however there is a point and when that debt gets too large and if a country's debts and deficits are too large, it becomes less attractive to foreign investors. And that's because large debt usually encourages inflation. It, it, the reason I get so like strung out on economics is that there'll be like, this thing influences this thing, but this thing also is influenced by like X, Y, Z. But the things that influence those factors, those factors will ha like be influenced by like 10 other things. It's a never ending cycle. Like the only economists that I know are like the people that jump on the news and they're like, yes, Linda, you're absolutely correct. The country is in for a really long struggle. And I'm like, thank you so much, sir. Another influence is quite obvious, but it's strong economic performance. And it's exactly how it sounds. You know, foreign investors, they look to countries with strong and stable economies. And if you have... E 
an economy that is like going up and down like a lot, like more than the average, then foreign investors wouldn't want to invest in the country. That sounds like the most obvious sentence ever, but I guess the consumer impact of you know, foreign investors not wanting to engage in your country is that if you don't have these international products and like international trades happening between countries, then like you'll notice the prices of goods and services go up in your country. I like to use the grocery store as an example. Um, and you notice that all these international products are cheaper than normal. That impacts your like local grocers and your local farmers and then then it becomes like a social issue so I feel like everyone's like why do we care about foreign investors you'll notice do you know what I mean oh no that one did no, the last sense. thing that I, I want to talk about that one. it is something we keep bringing up and it is inflation and I feel like at this point I just heard like a hundred people groaning because inflation now <laughs> is the problematic x is the toxic x that you always bring up and you're trying to date new people you're trying to get into a new relationship but it's still there and that's because it applies to literally everything so just quickly the inflation is the rate of increase in prices over a period of time and in this sense the way that inflation impacts um, exchange rates is that inflation tends to devalue a currency since inflation can be um, kind of equal since inflation is essentially the equivalent of a decrease in a money's buying power and as a result countries experiencing really high inflation they tend to also see their currencies weaken relative to other countries i feel like i've spoken about inflation more than i've spoken about my dog this year and that's really sad but you know what this is not called girls that economy this is called girls that invest so how does exchange rates impact the stock market well you know what Sonia I am so glad that you've asked guys we wanted to make sure that when it comes to these concepts and these like things that go on in the world because god I hate nothing more than like sitting down in a conversation and some finance bro being like oh and the exchange rate did this and the pound did this and like what is this going to mean for a country I hate like not feeling like I can contribute to those conversations these episodes are made for you as ammunition for you to be like oh of course this is how exchange rates affects the stock market so let me break it down for you there's this thing called the foreign currency effects and what it means is that if you live in say the states and you're investing in the uk where the pound is dropping the pensions or the real estate that you have in the uk is going to be impacted negatively because when you pull that uk money out back into the country that you're living in then that's going to come back as less let's say you had a thousand pounds worth of um, you know pension available when you convert that back to US dollars you're gonna get less bang for your buck because of what's happening in the UK because the pension because of the exchange rate now when it comes to the stock market itself a lot of our pensions are invested in the stock market so if you're investing or you have a retirement fund or just stocks in a country where the exchange rate is dropping that's not such a good sign and you may want to reconsider pulling out your money right now 
and maybe leaving it there until hopefully the exchange rate gets better. Now, what people don't realize, which really, really surprised me, is that when it comes to investing in the UK stock market right now, the top 100 companies in the UK actually generate most of their revenue from outside the UK. In the US and China, about 70% of all of their revenue comes from there. So just bear with me, I'm gonna take you on a little journey. The UK pound is low, but they make all of their money from, let's say, the US. So when their US revenue from their products gets converted into UK pounds, suddenly they're getting more bang for their buck because their dollar has dropped or rather their pound has dropped. So now the UK companies that have overseas revenue are doing really well. Even if they save or invest or make the same amount of money, if they sell the same number of products, they get to show an increase in their balance sheet. So they're doing really well. So what happens is actually UK shares go up during times like this. The last time this happened was during Brexit and the stock market in the UK rose once the pound dropped in the UK. So the recommendation is of course to not pull your money out in a panic because while there might be short-term drops from investors that are scared, the long-term impact is that they do well. It's the opposite and the other way around. If you invest in a US-based company whose main revenue comes from the UK, when that UK pound money gets converted to US dollars, you're going to see less profit because even if you sell the same amount of stuff, now the pound isn't worth as much, so their value drops. So it just depends what the companies are doing and where they're based. The other thing to mention is that if you're investing in higher risk funds, you are more exposed to foreign markets such as the UK markets, such as companies or countries that invest heavily in wherever the exchange rate is dropping, such as the UK right now. So you have signed up for greater risk, but if you want to mitigate this risk going forward, you're probably better investing in funds that are more matched to your risk tolerance because this is part of investing. One thing that's some people do that might be worth considering is investing in hedged funds so not hedge funds but funds that hedge against inflation so you could have like an S&P 500 fund and then an S&P 500 hedged fund that hedges against the currency risk Um, and so it doesn't matter if the US dollar goes up or down you're still investing the same amount of money but long story short it's not actually the craziest thing in the world. It doesn't sound crazy to me. It sounds pretty standard. And that's probably because, you know, we do have a lot more exposure than where we were like two years ago. Two years ago, if I was listening to all of this, I was like, how is the world real right now? Like who made these rules? Because UK companies who are making their money, who are making their coin, not in the UK, doing really well right now. Companies... In other countries who are getting their coin in the UK, they're not doing very well right now. And all you have to do is figure out if you're okay with that. Because <laughs> if you're not okay with that, you know what to do. If you are okay with that, then continue on. There is also a solution if you want to hedge against inflation. There are these things called hedged funds. So no matter how you feel, there is a solution to it all. Isn't that comforting? It is. Now, Sonia, some people might be sitting at home and thinking, okay, this makes sense. What happens as what happens to the daily person 
if their dollar is weak in their home country, like let's say that you live in UK right now and your home country's dollar is weak and you don't invest, you just want to know day to day, what does that mean? Do you mind just walking us through that? Yeah, I feel like the most obvious um, impact for consumers when the dollar is weak in their own home country is that you'll just need to find that your money needs to stretch more. You've got things like gas and travel and like certain commodities that I guess are more susceptible so to like the weak dollar in terms of it being more expensive. So for example, just say that the dollar loses 10% of its value and at the same time you've got gas and food and maybe your transport costs going up by 10% thanks to inflation. Now between the two your weak dollar means that your money now has to work 20% harder to buy the same amount of food or gas. So on a consumer level, you'll probably notice that although you're buying the same thing, everything just seems a lot more expensive. Like it is so bad in New Zealand right now that our like biggest news website, you know how they have sections like health, lifestyle there's one called cost of living because the cost of living is so high that there's so many articles about it that it's a whole news section like does that not speak to the times it's because any goods or services that are imported from overseas has to deal with exchange rates so the price of gas for example that's based on the us dollar petrol is based off the us dollar most of the food in the uk right now about 46 percent that comes from imports same with tech you know apple phones so anything that you get from a country that is not from your home country if your home country's dollar is going down imports that come in just are so much more expensive so in new zealand for example we don't do a lot of inputs for dairy so hopefully dairy won't be too expensive but now that i say this cheese is actually really expensive in new zealand so it doesn't always Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Now, the last thing I want to cover very quickly is what do you do when the dollar weakens in another country? Besides the stock market, which we've spoken about, again, it depends on where those companies invest in. For the everyday person, it sounds terrible to say, but it's kind of great if the value of another currency goes down in the sense that now you might be able to go and be a tourist in that country for a lot cheaper because of the exchange rates. It might also be great for their tourism to have more people turn up and pour more of their converted dollars, their US dollars into those countries. So it's not all doom and gloom. Also online shopping, if you're buying from UK based companies right now, those prices are gonna be a lot cheaper when you convert them back to your home country. It's terrible for the people in the moment, don't get me wrong, but we wanna cover all of the pros and cons of these situations. That is, I don't feel great saying that, but the people need to know, Sonia. It also helps to have a certain amount of delusion. Like everyone likes to talk about the economy like it exists in cycles. It's There's no like end point. And if you look throughout history, like the history of the stock market, you'll notice these trends and patterns come up and you'll notice that people will get out of it. It may seem like a super rough time right now. And sometimes it's kind of hard to see that light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, but Just know that we're in the middle of a cycle and we'll be on the other end soon enough. So yeah, I really do empathize with people in the UK and that are being affected by this. 
we don't want to take away from that. All right. I feel like that's a great place to wrap things up. As always, if you want to learn more, follow us on Instagram. Our Facebook group has hit 30,000 people, which is absolutely crazy. Check us out there. You can head over and grab our book as well if you'd like. And now for the disclaimer. Before we go, thank you again to HSBC for not only powering this episode, but for the rest of the season. Don't forget to check out the link in the description to find out more. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.